Good morning and welcome to AC23. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and joining me this morning is the new man in charge of the LSU Museum of Art, Mark Tullis. Welcome, Mark. Thank you, Pam. I'm glad to be here. So you have returned home, as it turns out, huh? This, this is amazing. We never thought, my wife and I, that we would be back in our hometown, and here we are. Wow. I'm loving every bit of it. So how long have you been gone from Baton Rouge? I see, almost seven years. Okay. I left, I was running the state museums uh, under Jay Darden, okay. uh, and then... Uh, after an administration change, mm-hmm. uh, was offered an opportunity to move to Mississippi with my second uh, time in Mississippi. My first time was about 30 years ago, uh, almost 30 years ago, to build a Walter Anderson Museum of Art. Oh, wow. Okay. So I went back almost seven years ago to Meridian, Mississippi to okay. build a beautiful new $50 million museum called the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience. And wow. so we completed that and uh, ran it for few years and was really planning to stay there, you know, Mm -hmm. for the rest of my career. But then this popped up and I had some calls from some friends on the board and in the community saying, you ought to throw your hat in the ring. So we did. And here we are. Okay. Well, great. Welcome home. Thank you. We're (laughs) glad to be here. So where's the Walter Anderson? Is it on the Gulf Coast or is that in Jackson? Yeah. Walter Anderson Museum is uh, located in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Yeah. And it's beautiful museum. And, uh, Julian, uh, the director there now, has just done a fabulous job in expanding the program and, and exhibit space and okay. building the collection. So it's it's good to see that. Okay, so how does one get into a? I mean, how do you grow up? And say, I want to be a, you know, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a doctor. <laughs> I want to be a a, a, a whatever. Did you grow up saying I want to be a museum That's director? That's a really good question. <laughs> you know that that it, because it really does have a lot to do. For young people who might be listening, be careful who you date, my mother used to say, because you might marry them. Uh-huh. And <laughs> spend the rest of your life with them. Well, same way with jobs. Be careful what job you take, because you might fall in love with it and stick with it the rest of your life. Well, that's what happened to me after graduating from LSU. I had studied art at Baton Rouge High School, had some great teachers, and then mm-hmm. uh, graduated with a Bachelor of Fine Arts from LSU and was confronted with a opportunity with Maison Blanche, a friend uh, that I had met in doing some sign work here. I was painting okay. signs to get through college here okay. for Maison Blanche. He said, well, I want to give you a job in New Orleans to decorate the the exhibits for the store. Oh, wow. About the same time, I saw this job advertised in Alexandria for a museum registrar. And I remember my museum experiences up to that point. And I said, you know, I'm going to take this $10,000 a year job in little podunk Alexandria rather than take this $30,000 job in New Orleans. Silly man. <laughs> silly, silly. <laughs> but uh, moved up there, fell in love with it. And basically, to make it short, uh, I spent a few years in various roles with that small museum, then took my first directorship job in Texas, then went to Ocean Springs, and uh, went to four other museums since then. So wow. it's been a, a wonderful career. And this is a great way to cap it off. I mean, I'm not going to work till I'm 80, but uh, at 62, I've, I've got about 10 years left in me. Okay. So we're hoping to do some great things for the LSU Museum so of Art. Ca- so kind of where... What are your What are your plans? What do you want to do? Well, you know, this is a. I'm coming into a fabulous museum in the first place. Yeah. The collection is amazing. <clears throat> uh, a lot of thanks to the uh, directors before me that have cultivated and built this museum. Um, 
the communities behind it, which you rarely find as strong a support as you do at the LSU Museum of Art. For a university museum, there's a lot of community support for the museum. But uh, it's, you know, mainly we just want to improve on what we've already done. So a lot of it's going to be uh, improving the visitor experience even beyond where it is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're looking at a lot of contemporary uh, and new uh, technology-driven ways for visitors' experiences in the museum to be improved from a digital membership card that uh, pushes notifications to you when there's a yeah. program or an event and okay. things like that. And, uh, and uh, you know, we want that experience for the moment you get out of your car downtown to the time you go to the museum and tour, and then by the time you return to just be a wonderful experience. So I'm, I'm looking forward to taking everything that I've learned in the past nearly 40 years in working in museums and looking at a lot of museums and applying some of that knowledge to this. Okay. So you mentioned the support and the what are some of the what are some of the things that you were kind of shocked cuz that there that place is a treasure trove and I only yeah. know that from years of covering <clears throat> covering it and it it a lot of it used to be in a closet at LSU before right. they got it over here. So right. It would come out for short periods of time and then go back in the closet. Now a lot of it's out. So what were you shocked to find that that museum has? Well, you know, I, I've known that collection for so many years, and I've known a lot of the directors. So I was pretty familiar. But, you know, one of the things that I'm, I was really excited to see is they have continued to grow things like the ceramics collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine, John Bullard, who retired as director of the New Orleans Museum of Art for yeah. the past I guess about 10 years ago, has adopted this museum as his um, his benefactor for okay. uh, gifts of contemporary ceramics. Okay. And so, for instance, that division of the collection is growing and is very rich now. And so we're hoping to build divisions of the collection uh, over the next few years that really make the LSU Museum of Art a, a kind of a star in the academic uh, museum community. Okay. Um, we've got a great incoming chair on our board of directors, Cherry Hobdy, who used oh, to be director of the... You've got a dynamite. Uh, yeah, she's going to chair the <laughs> collections committee. And okay. uh, then we got Ben Jefferson as our chair of our, our uh, advisory board. So we've okay. got a great team. Okay. And uh, we're going to see our friends group really take hold of a lot of projects that they're excited about okay. and uh, raise some support for the museum. Okay. So was the museum in the Shaw Center when you were, were here last, or is that kind of new? I yeah. Could, I'm it, trying to even it remember It was in there. Okay. Um, it, it's kind of an interesting story. Again, it's those paths that you choose. Mm-hmm. So back in, I guess it was 1999 or 2000, I was sitting in the provost's office after going through a search for a director for the LSU Museum, which had not been built yet. They were yeah. planning to build it on I-10, I-12 split. Yeah. And um, Dan Fogel, I believe, was the provost mm-hmm. then, he offered me the job. Well, it was about as much as I was making in my present job in Alexandria, and I turned it down. <laughs> and I shouldn't have. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I should have taken it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think because a lot of exciting things happened then. But I don't want to discount everything that I learned in the other places well, that we've you, lived you since then. You may have needed then. to make that circuitous route to yeah, lead you to today. Yeah, because I really enjoyed working for the Hilliard for 10 years, the Hilliard Museum in Lafayette. Yeah. And that University Art Museum is a real gem. We went to see it last week again. 
and then to work with uh, Jay and DRCT with the State Museum System for uh, nearly four years was a real uh, treasured experience, too. So uh, I know one of the things that I've, I've always been fascinated is the, the Newcomb Pottery Collection that they have, and then mm-hmm. the 18th century silver collection right. is and just phenomenal. You know, something happened a few months, well, almost a year ago. There was a leak in the from the ceiling yeah, of where the restaurant is ago. above, yeah. and uh, it sort of caused the removal of some permanent exhibitions. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, that's a terrible thing. Well, uh, the lemonade that's come out of those lemons mm-hmm. is that we're redesigning a lot of those permanent galleries and mm-hmm. we're rethinking uh, the way our collection's presented. So there's a lot of opportunities for us to, to again, as I mentioned before, uh, improve that visitor experience and share more of our collection in yeah. a more meaningful way. So we're yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. Cool. So you mentioned that you went to Baton Rouge High. Yes. I think that's where you met your wife. Met my right? wife there. Okay. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about her and how you met. Well, you know, we were, I remember so clearly the first day because we were all given these letters, that, an invitation mm-hmm. uh, to attend Baton Rouge High. We could go to our neighborhood choice museum or we could try this new experiment that was, mm-hmm. the EBR school board was trying with this magnet program. There wasn't mm-hmm. going to be any football team, no baseball team, no basketball team. Yeah. And it was going to be focused on the arts and the sciences. Yeah. And so um, we were the first class to kind of go through Oh, the, wow. the school, okay. and it was a wonderful experience because we really got to focus on our interests and not so much on on sports and other things that were sort of a distraction. We did have things like concerts during lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and a lot of great people came out of that school yeah, during did. that period of time. Uh, so we met there okay. in our sophomore year, and uh, soon after, just fell in love and uh, got married in our sophomore year, and university at uh-huh. UL, uh, at the LSU, because it was cheaper for us both to live together and yeah. just have fun. And so we uh, we just kicked off our life then, and it's okay. 42 years later, she's still okay. putting up with me. Okay, so tell me her so, name. Uh, Susan, yes. Susan, okay. Right. And she was the science end, so okay. she was a science person over at Baton Rouge High, I was the arts end. Okay, so. so you sound like my husband, I'm married to an engineer, so Okay, yeah. so arts, so you're the gray, opposites yeah, attract. You're the, you're the, you and I are the gray areas, <laughs> and they're, right. the, they're the black and white. <laughs> we muddy the waters. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, so um, what, when, what do the two of you do when you're not... Museuming and you're not arting. What do you, what does Mark like to do? Well, we both read a lot, okay. uh, but, and thank goodness we have the digital because we really haven't read a physical book in I think a long time. Yeah. We read a lot of the same books together at the same time because okay. you know Amazon lets you share yeah. books, and so we spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, but the most of our time is dedicated when we have free time. To go and to see our grandkids, uh, yeah. so they both we have some in Austin, Texas, and some in Fort Lauderdale, and okay. so uh, in our free time vacations, that's where it's spent with okay. the, with those kids. Okay, so so tell me about your grandkids. What do what do you what do you have? Boys, Gee, we've girls, got four, two boys and two girls, okay. and one on the way. A little girl okay. named okay. Sonoma. Sonoma. She's going to be here in okay. October. We can't can't wait. Okay, is she going to be in Florida? Or She'll be she in Austin. Austin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But they're all just, uh, we had two of them last week that spent uh, their last free week before school with us. So oh, we're, we're just enjoying the grandkids. I bet. I bet. So um, 
fall is a big time in Baton Rouge, as you well know. Right. So what are some of the things you're looking forward to doing this fall? We've got a a tremendous amount of programming coming up that we're going to experiment with. We have a meeting uh, later this week. Uh, we've been having a lot of organizational meetings, but I want the staff to sit down and look at our programming that we have been doing, and let's really talk about what we can do um, more effectively and mm-hmm. maybe not do as many programs, but do fewer with more quality, with mm-hmm. higher attendance. So we're going to be looking at, you're going to be seeing a lot of those new programs this fall, okay. uh, including this uh, uh, African-American art collection that we are mounting and opening mm-hmm. Thursday night of this, uh, this coming Thursday night. Uh, from Alabama, it's from the University of Alabama. Yes, I will give you dispensation for that since it's a really cool collection because I'm an Auburn grad, so oh, are I'll, you? I'll let that slide. <laughs> but it, it, it's a, it's, yeah, I just walked through the gallery this morning, and that is stunning. So that will carry into the fall. Okay. And then a future exhibitions, like we have a wonderful Andy Warhol exhibition that we're going to oh, mount wow. that will attract people from all throughout the Southeast to see this exhibition. So we're preparing now. We're seeking funding support to make that happen. So a lot of good things happening. We're going to be retooling a lot this this fall. My schedule is by January of 24 to have a lot of the uh, plans for improvements of visitor experience to have those in place by January. Okay. So we're okay. going to be working behind the scenes a lot. Okay. So we're going to see a new improved spicy museum kind of? Yeah, I think, you know... It, we're going to do the, that kick it up a notch as I've Emerald been doing a lot of, yeah, over the past... <laughs> few years to keep my toe in the water uh, with art museums, I've asked AM, I do assessments. And so I go out and go to a museum and, mm-hmm. and visit for a couple of days and, and write a report and talk about uh, concerns or improvements and things like that. Well, I've done a few this past year that have really, uh, Syracuse University Art Museum was one that just really blew me away because they they had so much capacity to grow and bloom as a campus museum. We're an off-campus museum, but I learned a lot from them. And then last weekend, I went to Austin to deliver my grandchildren home, Mm -hmm. and uh, I took them all to the Blanton Museum, part of the UT campus. Mm -hmm. And that museum is state-of-the-art. They just opened uh, some newly remodeled facilities and uh, have a new visitor services experience there. So I'll be borrowing a lot of their ideas uh, to implement here. Okay. What... What are some of the advantages of the fact that the LSU Museum of Art is off campus, do you think? Yeah, you know, we had the Hilliard in Lafayette. If you haven't been there, it's a worth the trip across the bridge to go to the Paul and Luther Hilliard University Art Museum. It's just off campus, mm-hmm. but it's just close enough to campus to kind of feel like it's on campus. I think in, to some extent having your museum off campus opens uh, up opens it up a lot more to the community Mm -hmm. because they don't necessarily want to go to the campus. So I think that's one tremendous advantage. Uh, I love the partnership that we have with the other uh, entities in the Shaw Center. Mm -hmm. uh, All of those organizations that we work with and partner with, not only the Shaw Center, but downtown, including the other museums, museums, is really going to be a powerful tool for tourism and for education, we're meeting with all of the LSU Museum directors uh, next week, organized by Bill Stark, who's out at the Rural Life Museum. Mm-hmm. And Bill and I are old friends and colleagues, and uh, we were talking the other day over coffee. We need to get together and talk about ways that we can promote the LSU Museums to the schools and make sure yeah. that they have 
easy access, you know, to all of our collections. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited it's, about that. It's too. amazing. You know, I, I was, I don't know how long I had, I had been in Baton Rouge probably 20 years before I even realized that the Royal Life Museum was more than the Rose Garden that you saw from the interstate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's so much that people don't realize is here. And then you've got this wonderful collection on view right now at the uh, Textiles and Design uh, museum of the wedding dresses. Yeah. I, I saw that the other they day have, and was just blown away. Yeah, they've got, you know, they kind of got shot down for their big grand opening mm-hmm. with, with COVID. They had, you know, this. Right. So they kind of are delayed, but they have some amazing stuff at, it, the, at the textile museum. There's a book that I stumbled across that I didn't know existed. It was published by Laura Lindsay uh, about 18 years ago called The Treasures of LSU. And I'd, I'd love for us all to revisit that and produce another one. Yeah. Soon. It's about time to do that again because That's from true. the natural history collections to the fine arts collections to the history collections out of uh, rural life, uh, you can go on and on. Uh, LSU's uh, got some real treasures for yeah. our community and for the, the world. That treasure trash has grown in 20 years. It now. has grown in 20 years, and we have some new highlights now that we yeah. can share. So And uh, just... To remind our listeners, on the first Sunday of the month, all of the downtown museums are free mm-hmm. entry. So if you're looking, especially now that it's too hot to breathe outside, if you're looking for something to keep everybody occupied on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> in the in the cool air conditioning, go take in some of these museums. And it's a lovely way to spend a Sunday afternoon. That is exactly right. Yeah. So, Mark, what else can you tell us about? About about you and and what what you've got going on at the, at the museum. Well, you know, I've met with all of our boards. I've been spending a lot of time catching up with people I haven't seen in a long time mm-hmm. in the community. Uh, old teachers that are still living. I've yeah. enjoyed seeing them, connecting with other art partners that I've worked with in the past, and uh, reaching out to some old art collectors that I've known throughout the state and just re uh, cultivating those relationships is really important because, you know, I think one of the reasons I've enjoyed um, the museum work so much is the collecting aspect of the museum is really important for our culture and for our children because we collect these things in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. We're going to, we're taking care of these things. So your great, great grandchildren could come and see the same painting sculpture or work of art that you saw and learn from those same objects. So I think that's probably one of the most important things about my heart uh, in museums is I love the transformative effect that a museum can have on a person when you go in and you see something that just profoundly moves you or or maybe disturbs you. You know, one of my favorite stories, Pam, was at a reception early on in my career – I had this crusty old banker on my board, and we brought in this scholar from um, New York who we had this special sculpture exhibition of Gaston Lachaise, and his works were a little abstract. Mm -hmm. And he came up to him and said, "Uh, I don't know where you're coming from, but this is not art. I don't think this is art at all. Uh, How do you call this art? And, you know, I said, Oh my goodness. My board members just insulted our guest. <laughs> well, he looked at uh, at the gentleman and he said, "Sir, this uh, art has been around for a hundred years and it has been studied and critiqued and written about for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Now you're on trial, 
And I thought, well, that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, it is. You know, because the museums put things in front of you that sometimes you may not understand, but it's a challenge. It's yeah. a challenge for you. Why don't I understand this? Why didn't? Why does it disturb me, or why does it please me? You yeah, know? and uh, that's that's the wonderful arts part in of the, the eye of the beholder. Arts experience, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Remind people, uh, the LSU Museum of Art is located in the Shaw Center for the Arts in downtown Baton Rouge. But your website is LSU MOA dot org. Okay. And. You can find us there uh, Tuesday through Sunday. Okay. Uh, come and visit us. We're only closed on Mondays. Okay. And uh, we have a lot of special events coming up. So visit our website. Yes, and we'll also keep you informed on the on our newsletter, which goes out every, every Wednesday. Well, thank you so much. So I appreciate you joining us. We're glad to have you back home in Baton Rouge. And we appreciate you joining us. And we'll see you next Sunday.